I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Susanna Constantine, and this is my wardrobe malfunction. It's ostensibly about clothes, but covers pretty much everything else in life too. This is our 13th episode, released during lockdown, But this one was actually recorded back in September 2019, when no one used the term social distancing, and we certainly hadn't heard of the dreaded coronavirus. You can also find it as a video version on our website at mywardmal.com. There you can also join our pyjama party. And please do email your own clothing calamities to us at help at mywardmal.com. Finally, if you subscribe, give us a five-star review and follow us on the usual socials at my Ward Mal, and you'll truly be my favourite person on earth. Speaking of which, let me tell you about our next guest as he's my second favourite. He's singer, author, Scissor Sisters frontman, a great big Doug and my gay husband, Jake Shears. We caught up last year in a hotel room on the morning after one of his gigs, and once we started talking, we literally couldn't stop. Nothing new there. So, let's grab the handles, open my wardrobe doors, and find out what's inside. Hi, everybody. Well, today, I am with someone who, when I look at him, he kind of just makes me laugh. And all I do is have to look at him. And that person is Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters. You may remember that band <laughs> way back in the day. But his real name is Jason Sellard. So if I start calling him Jason, don't get confused. Don't how be confused. Good morning. Hi. How are you, my love? I'm so good. good. I'm happy to see you. Yeah, I'm happy to see you too. You Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Bright-eyed, <laughs> a beautiful day. And I'm so glad to see you dressed up for the occasion. I really did. I, 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 uh, I, I chose this uh, very, very special for this morning, mm-hmm. you know, this very special look for this morning. Very, very special. Mm. And so just to describe it, he's wearing what I think might be an old Abercrombie and <laughs> Fitch, very old, sort of washed-out, dirty, dirty, not as in the colour, but... <sighs> Like food down it, best top. Well, all my clothes are dirty right now. I actually have no clean clothes. My suitcase is full of of dirty clothes. I had to ship down to the Uniqlo to go get some fresh underwear a couple days ago, but now I'm got. I need like. Okay. Are you wearing them inside out now? Basically, yeah, that's why I do that too. <laughs> and then you got a rather fetching bit, a fetching pair of sort of man-made fabric, sort of beige, old man beige shorts. Yeah, these are a little bit, these are like a, these are like pensioner shorts. Yeah, they are like pensioner shorts, <laughs> exactly what they which is kind of appropriate, isn't it? Because you're nearly 41. I turned 41, yeah, very soon, just like, just a few days. So weird. I, th- I mean, I thought I would just stay 40 forever. Now I was like, oh, I'm 40, like I'm 40 forever. And then like, no, it's, 
I'm actually, I'm 41 now. 41, but you are the kind of person who will remain 12 inside forever. I mean inside, so you're yeah. a teenage boy. Yeah. You will always be a teenage boy. I feel like I'm growing up a little bit, though. I feel like I'm <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd never know from no. from this morning. <laughs> but no, I've been, I feel, uh, I definitely have felt like a, a, a shift. I mean, I I do still feel like a kid, though. Yeah. And I, I live like a kid in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, as a, as a, as a homosexual man, uh, I've, I feel like it's hard to kind of like, you're sort of in this arrested development. I mean, yeah. it's like, you don't have the responsibilities that, you know, that, that sort of regular people have in, in a way, like you don't have to sort of end up getting married and having kids and I've never gotten married or had kids or anything. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think being gay gives you the license to be permanently <laughs> infantile, to be honest, just because I'm just saying that that's, it's a side effect. I don't think it's a license, but I think that it's that, you know, I, you, I, I don't know. I, I definitely feel like it's taken me a long time to sort of like grow up. Yeah. Like, I don't feel 41. I seriously still no. feel like I'm in my 20s. And it, that, I mean, you, because we, I came to see you perform the other day at um, Camden, mm. in Camden, and it was like, you know, having seen you in concert <laughs> so many times, <laughs> it was like 15 years ago, you know, you're still the same, you still have that energy, but your outfits now have become, on stage, have become even more outrageous. Were they? they? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of borderline drag now. You love, no! You love, I'm sorry, <laughs> no. you love a fishnet tight now. I love some fishnets. I do. I think it's fun to, like, play with... Uh, yeah, I just... I'm such, like... I, I'm a real... I'm kind of a boy. I'm very much a boy boy. Like, I'm... I think so. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm very, uh, I don't know. I'm like kind of no muss, no fuss. The way I dress yeah. normally, I mean, I really, like, I wear cargo shorts yeah. and like Birkenstocks is like my go-to. Yeah. That's why I live in LA and New Orleans. And like, one of the things I love living about there is you never have to dress up. You can yeah. just seriously just roll out of bed and go to the grocery store, which is, that's just how I yeah. like to I mean, visually, you are two people, I agree, because it's yeah. like... Day to day, you are like kind of regular gap kid. Totally. Almost. I'm just like the most, I, I really wear nothing flashy. Yeah. But on stage, I love to like, where <laughs> I've been wearing these like platform boots and I just love to Yeah, dress. which are about nine inches high. They're really high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but I, I, I like that. It, it, it sort of, it, you know, I, there is a separation because I yeah. do love to wear flashy stuff. I do love to get like super mm. glammed out, but that's not me. At, that's another version. No, of but me. you see, I don't know if that. I, I, I'm not sure. I agree with that. I, I mean, feel it is that, me, but it's another. It's yeah, just but another. But when you're side. on stage, you are dressing your personality, which is very overt. It's out there. It's vivacious. It's fun. It's slightly insane. That is you. Whereas you looking like, you know, you're you're sort of. In a care home, which you're working, <laughs> how you're looking now, that's a, not you. A care home. God, I love that British people just, I keep hearing new, there's always, like, I always hear new phrases that I've never, like, how many more terms can there be for a convalescent center? Well, you did I say that to me. You said, I'm so glad you came up to London and left the care home. 
You sent me a text yeah. saying that, so you know <laughs> that term. No, oh, no, I said convalescent. Oh, convalescent. I like, I like convalescent. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I do. I. I I do kind of compartmentalize, yeah. uh, you know, my 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 looks, and yeah. it's, it's it's there's multiple sides to my personality. I mean, what I really can't stand is having to like just put on like a suit and go to like a function. Mm. It's just my idea of hell on earth. Mm. Like, I, you've yeah, never I'm, done that. I do. You know, you do have to. You do end up at things like at events and stuff where it's just like. You got to put on a nice, yeah, but it's not a, a nice pinstripe suit. suit or a grey flannel suit. It's usually something made out of cotton material, <laughs> isn't it? No, I mean, I, I, I do, you know, I, I, I do kind of have my, you know, Tom Brown suits mm. in the closet that I pull out for that sort of thing. But I just, I, I don't like just mm. wearing, you know, I don't like dressing up in a normal way. But do you think that's for you? It's as much about movement because you, you know, when you're you're on the move, you're hyperactive. Mm. So to feel trussed up in a suit, maybe it's because you don't have the freedom to move like you do on stage. It's strange, or... like wearing like wearing slacks, like suit slacks, I just don't like how they make my legs feel. It's yeah. like, I think you're right. I don't, I just, I, I, I feel awkward. Yeah. I feel awkward in just like a straight up suit. Yeah, it's not you, not you at all. And I mean, having, um, you know, you wear, you wear, worn some very extreme outfits, so you must have, Hundreds of wardrobe malfunctions. Yes. Obviously. What What was the worst wardrobe malfunction that you had? There's two pretty bad ones. Can I see? Can I go yeah. through two of them? One was uh, we were. This is before we. This is probably. I don't know the year we met. Okay, which is what about fifteen years about ago? About fifteen years ago, yeah. and Elton had taken scissors out for some shows to the. UK countryside. Mm-hmm. We probably played like five shows with him. And my mom had come and we were opening for Elton and I had a pair of black, really thin leather pants. And I didn't realize it, but they had split while I was singing and I was wearing underwear. And I looked down and one of my balls is just hanging out of the front of the seam. Like, it wasn't like the zipper, it was like below the zipper of the seam. It's a little squidged ball. A squidged ball was like hanging out and I had just been out there singing uh, to thousands of people. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how long it had been out, but it had, it was out. It was out there. Uh, on stage, I looked down and and. Uh, but you, I bet you didn't care less. I bet you were thrilled that that had happened. I thought it was funny. I no, no. I announced to the crowd. I was like, "I'm so sorry if you just saw my scrotum <laughs> hanging out of my pants. I didn't realize they were they were busted." So there was that, and then we played a show at the Bataclan in Paris. Uh, years ago, and it was in this in the, the the dead of summer, and it was so hot. I think it was like 115 degrees Fahrenheit on stage. Like they took the I don't know what that would be in Celsius, but it was so there was a heat wave. I mean, it was it was the hot. It was so hot that they had a, the crew had a a tub of ice water on the side of the stage that they were dipping towels in oh between God. songs. I was going to the side of the stage, and they were laying ice towels on my head 
Wow. To, to just to keep me cool. So I had like steam coming off of me. I took off all my clothes. And I just wear, I mean, I wear, I just wear like ratty Calvin Klein yeah. underwear. Like, year, you know, my underwear is years old. Yeah. Like, I, there's holes in them. <laughs> like, it's really bad. And I had just like a, you know, a stretched out ratty <laughs> pair of Calvin's on underneath my stage outfit. It was so hot, and so I was just out there performing in yeah. my in, in my underwear and just sweating, 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 sweating. Steam coming off of my body, and there is a photograph. Someone took a picture of me singing my brains out with my nuts just <laughs> hanging out <laughs> in front of my in front of a concert. I'm just completely singing with my balls out. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I don't know. I can't, I was, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, I was just like, I was just getting through it. But you know, I got another funny story from that night because this is amazing. Jane Fonda had come to that show that night and she's just an absolute icon for, to me. She's, I've been obsessed with her and Dolly and and Lily. I mean, just the 95 cast in general. Those are like the the trifecta. Um, And, and, and Jane and I had become friends, and she was there with her boyfriend. And the whole show, the show was so hot that I was like, I, I just kept thinking, like, while I was on stage, I was like, oh, my God, I, they must have left. Like, it's way too hot in here for, like, I, I you know, what are they going well. through? Okay. Like, it's so hot. Like, I don't know how anybody can handle it. Got off stage. Not only did they not leave, but after the show... Jane comes around the corner, sopping wet. She's completely wet. She's had the time of her life. She's not wearing a bra, and her like shirt—it was just like full-on wet t-shirt contest with her tits out, loud and proud. And she didn't give a fuck. She was just had so much fun with her tits out it was uh, it was amazing i was like oh my god you're so cool she was just like uh, it was a special moment yeah you know but that you know that weird that comes from you it's kind of i feel that it's like when i met you all that time ago you give it's kind of like you liberate people i don't want to flash you too much because you're a cunt too but um but you do, you have the sense where I feel with you, I can be more myself than I can with anyone else. Oh. It's so, it's it's weird. And you, you give people permission to I feel the same way around themselves. you, though. I feel the same way around you. I feel completely, like, relaxed. I like people to have a good time. Yeah. I like people to feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I, it's, if it's from my mom. My mom is is very much... Frida. Uh, Frida. She's a really special woman that uh, really takes... Yeah, you know, she 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 loves people. She's very social, as do I. I'm just mm. a really social person, and I'm a, I'm a friendly person, and I like people to. I like people. To, yeah, I want people to feel like themselves and to be. Do you comfortable. think that? Do you think? Do you think that you're a people pleaser a little bit? Yes. Yeah. And I and and that's to a fault. Yeah. To a degree. I mean, I really have issues with that. Yeah, me too. Um, and we'll, uh, you know, I'll. It's, it's bad. It's something I'm really trying to deal with because I do want everybody to be happy. And I do want, I, I, I you know, I want to make, I, I want to make everybody feel good. And mm. I have, I, I am a social person and I, 
I, I'm friends with a lot of people and I've kept all my friends for so many years since, you know, I've got just friends from childhood and everyone, everyone's still in my life. Yeah. And so that's a hard thing having, uh, to maintain those friendships or it's just try, yeah, yeah, just doing your best to kind of like keep, to keep it up because I love, I love those connections that yeah. I've, forged with people over all these years yeah. and and sometimes like to the to, it's sometimes it can be to the detriment of but i think that's i i think every great performer has to be a people pleaser because mm. that's your job you go out on stage and you have to make your audience happy yeah and com and comfortable and yeah. i learned that from you know i i i that's just something that i've learned from watching dolly parton perform yeah and when I first started, when I first started playing on stage, I couldn't, I just felt like there was a wall between me and the audience and I would kind of have these panic attacks and just like start basically having seizures and, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, just getting crazy, just being super weird just because I was so, uh, there's just a wall. It was just, it was uncomfortable. And at that time, right around then, I was going to go see Dolly Parton perform a lot. Mm. Uh, I, I, she, she was, I just... Ended up, I don't know, it was like, I probably saw it three or four times this one year. Yeah. And I I realized that she was coming out on stage and immediately taking the entire room in. Immediately. Mm. There was no, uh, there was just no separation. Like, when she came out, you immediately So how did she do felt, that? It's a, it's a vi it's a vi it's a, it's your, it's your sight. It's like looking around okay. the room, looking at people in the eye, smiling. Coming out and just taking the room in, mm. and and that's something that I, I think is really important at the top of a show. Mm. Um, it just puts the room at you kind of put the room at ease immediately to like, you know, to to start you know to take everybody on this mm. journey of a concert. But uh, yeah, I think that's I don't know where I don't know how I got on this tangent, mm. but but it's kind of interesting because I remember another time when. We were doing. Do you remember we came up with that that idea? I remember you were staying at home, and Trini and my career was sort of grinding to a halt. And there was that article. Do you remember in the Sunday Times, and it said the next time you witness these two has to be when you see that them at their own hanging. And you thought it was the funniest thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was sobbing. And you were hysterical. You were laughing so much. And then we devised this idea, which was like, okay, you got to celebrate what everyone criticizes you for. Yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah. then we did the what Trini has done, what they did next. And I remember you were part of that. And we came with a film crew. You were so fucking useless. As soon no, as you what, were, as what, soon as a, ca a camera was put in your face, it's yeah. like you dried up. You became so nervous. I see. So, it was weird. I'm bad on um, like talk shows and stuff. I'm bad on camera. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not great at. I'm. I love doing radio. Mm. I love talking in front of microphones. It's like super fun, and I feel very comfortable. But you, but sitting on a couch mm. with a camera in front of me, I turn into like a wooden puppet. Yeah, so bizarre. Yeah, no, it's not good. But is there any other times when you feel insecure? Other times I feel insecure. Um, or shy, or... I do, I feel... I mean, I I, I, I do have moments of... Uh, I, here's a weird thing. I feel insecure in, sometimes in... 
like going to a cafe for the first time that I've never been to and like ordering a coffee. I get, is that, isn't that strange? I get ner I get nervous. Like I have no idea. But sometimes like restaurants and cafes, I could just, I just get a little strange. Do you um, think that's because you're worried people might recognize you? No, 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 it's not that. I don't know. I don't know what so it because is. Because you're speaking, uh, speaking a foreign language and you're in another country. N no, it could be anywhere. It could, be, it could seriously be right. anywhere. Um, I mean, I remember when I first moved to New York. When I, and it's this when I, when I was like 21, I was like scared to go in and order a sandwich at a deli. I always am just worried that like there's some like in a. I'm always worried that there's there's like some. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Like a, like there's like a, a way to order that I'm not going to get right, or are you supposed to take this tag, or am I supposed to? Are you are you, yeah, you going to yeah, see yeah, this yeah, at the yeah, table? Yeah. Like what am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, I need. Yeah. I really need like directions yeah. when I go to a place. If it's not there, I get. I just get a little. Uh, you know. Mm. So are um, you good at being on your own then? Do you think you spend time because you are such a people person? I I have to have time alone. Yeah, and that's something that I've really come to to realize over the years is I I have a hard hard time being alone because I love hanging out mm. all the time. I love hanging out. I love friends around. I love family. Mm. Um, but that's why I have this. I've got a little apartment in New Orleans, and that's it's my place to go down and just when, when I can. To just be alone, mm. and that's how I get work done too. Because mm. if I'm by myself and and just kind of like living quietly, um, working out, making myself food, um, you know, not really speaking to anybody, I, I start getting ideas. Yeah, and start writing. Yeah, you know, I think it's what everyone who you know with the creative process alone it's time important is really important for me to be alone. You know, I, I really and I and I treasure my time alone. I read a lot too. Yeah, I mean, I love reading. So, I, 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 that, and also reading. That's my time to be alone with myself, yeah. whether there's people around or not. I mean, like, you are I, a prolific reader. I love reading, and you've read virtually every single book no. on the planet, no, apart that's... from mine. One of your best friends. <laughs> With toil, blood, sweat, and tears. You know, I sent you I've read, copies to read. Okay, Have you okay. read one fucking word? Yes! No. Yes! You are such a, liar. such a liar. Such a liar. It's a great... It's, it, I'm so proud of you with that, though. I'm I am. Yeah. I'm proud of you. And you're, like, you're, you're going in your... You've written the next one? Yeah. And then the third one is going to be based on our relationship. That's what I'm, I'm yeah. super excited about. Yeah, that's going to be so that, good. Yeah, I, I, feel like, um, I feel like there's lots to pull from. Yeah, lots to pull. <laughs> so I remember there was one time when you'd lost yourself, at quotation marks, and you'd, you'd legged it to Berlin to go and rediscover oh, your mojo. Yeah. And I came to stay with you. Yes. And um, I remember we went to, you said, okay, we're going to this club. And I was like, great. And uh, and I got dressed, and you just looked at me, and you went, "No, really? no fucking way!" Was that like, no. And I had to change about fifteen times because what was the club we were going to? It was the laboratory in Ergein, which, like, I can't believe. I mean, it's like definitely like a no woman zone mm -hmm. for the most part. So, like, it's a miracle that we got you in there in the first place, and then and then you came. 
you left for a while and I, I didn't know where you were. And like, eventually you came back and you were like, you, you said to me, you're like, I've just been like relaxing and been laying in this amazing hammock that's in there. You, it's, it, it's in the next room, just been chilling out. And I'm like, <laughs> and then I'm like, Susanna, that's not a hammock. It was just like a full sex thing. <laughs> You've been lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in the context, this is like a gay. It was a gay sex. It was a sex club. club. Yeah, yeah, it was a, 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 a and I was the only woman there. You were the only woman there. And uh, I'm a, relaxing. I'm a, yeah, and I'm a true fag hag. Mm. And I'd never felt so. I thought, oh my god, I'm going to be fine. And then walked in past these sort of swags of toilet roll and kitchen roll to mop up with afterwards and yeah. scat nights. No, that's so, it's, it's, that place it is like hardcore. intense. It's intense. But it's I, a little hardcore for, for, for me. Yeah. You, know. you just left me there. You disappeared. I did that. You, did. you just oh, left me there please. on my own. You were you wandered off and were lay, <laughs> laying in a hammock, relaxing in a hammock. That <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was one of the best nights of my life. It was really say. fun. We had a good time. Yeah, we did. I think we were out late. Yeah, we were out till about six o'clock in the morning. Jeez. Yeah. But I loved. I really, um, I really got a fondness for that city. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's important for me, and and this is what I've done. Did you know with with New Orleans? In New Orleans, I'm really like, you know, I've put roots down there. But I feel like every four years or so. I have to just wipe the table clean and go somewhere by myself mm. and sort of figure out, like, sort of reassess who I am. Mm. And that was one of those moments, yeah. you know? I'm kind of just going away and, like, getting to know myself again. Do you have, um, is that a sort of an article of clothing or something that you take with you is always with you so a piece of clothing which is like a comfort blanket almost that you always sit if you take it with you because you travel so much if you have that it kind of makes you feel at home a little bit yeah it's it's funny because i do live out of my suitcase for mm. for for you know much of for a lot of the time especially right now i really don't have a a home base at the moment. No, but I, I really have been living out of a out of out of my suitcase, and and it's important. The thing is, is when it, when it, when you've, you've got a, such a limited amount of space, so every item that you bring with the, that I have in my suitcase is completely thought. You know, I've got two pairs of jeans, you know, eight t-shirts, you know, eight pairs of underwear. Uh, you know, Why boots, eight and not seven? I, 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 no, I, I don't yeah, know. It might okay. be eight to ten, but somewhere around there. Uh, you know, a boots, sneakers, and then the summertime Birkenstocks. Um, but everything has to be chosen really wisely because you can't waste any space in a mm. suitcase. You really have to like have something for you know if there's a nice dinner or something I need to wear a suit to or something. You mm. have to have some kind of. So how many suitcases do you travel with? I just one, see just one that, here. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Do you so, have, yeah. So, so yeah. So this. So this. I. Uh, a few years ago, I there's, there's this, uh, uh, warehouse called Tarragon in LA that you have to have like a, a, it's like a wholesale, um, vintage warehouse. So you have to have like one of those like wholesale licenses in America to like, go 
buy stuff there, which okay. I have friends that do. And so you basically like it's one of those places you kind of like practically get clothes by the pound. You know I, mean, I mean, you, you must have been terrified going in there the first time. Is it, I mean, Looking for clothes with having to be a member or whatever it is. If you find it hard buying a cappuccino <laughs> and a new co- a new coffee shop, what was that like? Um, no, I you know I had my friends with me who were oh, okay. telling me you know what the, yeah. what what to do, and I I found this orange this orange hoodie. Uh, from 2008, it's it's a bright orange hoodie, and it's got like a, a either a volleyball. Is it a volleyball? I, I suppose basketball, maybe yeah. just as orange. But it says Lady Rangers in cursive letter, and it uh, 07 to 08. So this is probably like 10 or 12 years old. And um, and I I this is my plane uh, hoodie. I have to take it on planes because it gets it gets cold. On airplanes, or maybe I'm just dying. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, it gets cold on airplanes. So it's like you. I, I, this is like the one thing that's like it's soft, it's comfortable, it's orange, mm-hmm. uh, it fits me well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I basically have to have this with me when I when I fly and when I travel. Like no matter what time of year, you know, I always have this hoodie with me. I, I wonder will... if that was in your suitcase. I remember another night we had in LA. And we were, um, I was staying at a very smart hotel called The Four Seasons, and it was for the Elton John AIDS Foundation post-Oscar party. Mm. And you came to stay mm. with your then-boyfriend, Chris. And all, and you had Toby the dog as well. My little dog, Toby. And little Toby. And you all, He's all, 12 years old. Oh, little Toby. I'm seeing you next week. I'm so excited to see you. And we, all four of us, so Toby, you, me, and Chris, were all sharing a bed together. And it was, yeah, and it was such a nice hotel room, and we had gone to, we'd gone to the Oscar party, Mm -hmm. and we got back, and, like, Toby had, like, shit all over, like, he's, like, shit and piss. All over the bed. All over the room, like, diarrhea, like, (laughs) everywhere. Like, this really nice hotel room. We weren't even supposed to have a dog in there, I don't think. No, we smuggled him in, and I had to go and do... Um, the, this morning show with Diane Sawyer. Yes. And I went straight, and I was, I think I was still a bit pissed. But I remember waking up, and we got back about four o'clock in the morning, and I had to leave at six or something the next day. That is night, two hours time. And I remember waking up to this kind of noise, and I couldn't work out what it was, this kind of loud sort of noise. And I opened my eyes, and there was Chris, the boyfriend, clutching the side of the hall table. <laughs> Naked and <laughs> pissing into your suitcase because he didn't know where he was, and it was just like splattering. <laughs> and he was just clutching. I was like, Chris, for God's sake! And that hoodie was probably in. The I think suitcase. I think I might have been a little yeah. bit before the hoodie started. Thank God. Oh, those were the days. I remember yeah. that night. Oh, that was amazing. And you performed there with Elton. It was amazing. Did I perform that? Yeah, you did. You sang. You were wearing a lime green suit. Oh, was that one? one? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And um, so just to kind of, you know, you're 41. 41. A few days till you're 41. And so, you know, the end is nigh. Yes, the end life is, is at least nine. halfway or two-thirds over. I was thinking about that the other mm. day. For me, you know, I'm two-thirds the way through my life. Two-thirds, yeah. It's a nice feeling, though, right? Mm. I'm happy getting... I, 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 the thing about you and the thing that I'm... That, 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 like, you don't give a fuck. Mm. <laughs> 
which I think the older you get, the less fucks you give. Yeah. And I feel that way too. Yeah. I'm not, I, I can't be bothered about stuff that I was all hung up about, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. Um, I'm not worried so much about mm. things. Like, I just want to like, I just want to be happy and, and be with my friends and family and live my life. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I was younger, I would get sort of hung up on, on, on things a little mm. bit more. I get worried about, uh, I used to worry so much more about failure. Mm. And now I don't, I, I don't care as much about that at all. Mm. Do you, do you, do you feel that way? Is that, do you identify um, with that statement? Yeah, no, I do identify with it. I do, I do no, I, I have to identify with that because, you know, there's quite a few things I've tried and failed at. And it's we kind all of like, have. We but all you have. bounce, you bounce, I find that I bounce back from it. And weirdly, for me, it makes me want to try harder. Yeah. You know, failure, uh, yeah, so it is. It's a, the fear of failure does go. I agree with that. Because I don't and, care about, I, I just want to... I want to. I want to do good work, and I want to do my best at it. I want to have fun doing it. Yeah, doing it, I agree with and that. whatever the fuck happens with it, like I, I don't care. Yeah. Like it doesn't. I, I want to make a living, and yeah. I want. I want to be successful. I want people to like plug in with what I'm doing. Some people, yeah. whatever. But it does. Like I just the, the the process of making things and living my life and just like mm. doing the things that I love to do now to me are the are. The most important mm. things, mm. and like whether I just used to like worry, wring my hands about mm. uh, about whether this was gonna, these things are gonna work or not. Is this gonna be successful? Or not are people gonna like this? Is this gonna like? And know, that and is I, all the wrong way around. Compl- it's just because that, if you yeah. do it from real desire, true, yeah, then it's more likely to be successful, or at least successful well, not or, for you. Yeah, it just doesn't. I. It's like an insurance policy yeah. against uh, being sad about your work. Mm. You know, it's like as long as as long as I love something and like give something my all and am proud of it and and had and had a great time making it. Like, then it doesn't matter. Then it, it You've really succeeded doesn't by matter. That stage yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So, with like, that. I love being in that spot, though. Yeah, I really love. You know, I yeah. love I love being there. Yeah. Um, I'm much happier that way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I wonder if you, to be really comfortable in that space, whether you have had 
you have to have had a level of success previously to be able to get to that. I don't know. I think that I think the level of success that I had was probably an impediment to that. Because mm. that that kind of success really fucked me up for mm. for 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 a long time. Mm. You know, I, that that's what made then you're worried that I was so worried about failing. Mm. I was so when you have that, you know, a massive successful thing, you you Understand that that's not something that's going on forever, that that, that will end. Mm, well, you understand quite far post that, I think. But don't you, I mean, did you have like when the scissors um, disbanded, did you kind of go through almost like a mourning period for it that you maybe you weren't aware, aware of? Absolutely. You look back and you realize. I was, I was just kind of lost. Yeah. I mean, I, lo- I, I had moved to LA with uh, my partner, Chris, and. Uh, yeah, I I I sort of you know, scissors was my day-to-day existence for you know, a solid 12 years. Um that was that was the I I that was what I had to answer to every morning. Mm-hmm. And when that was gone out of my life, uh as well as New York itself. Mm-hmm. Uh those those things I, I did go into like a, a period of mourning. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah, I mean, I I felt exactly the same with Trini and I, and I didn't, you know, it, part of me was so longing for that day to come. Yeah, you know, I just I'd had enough. But when it happened, I went into a complete decline, and I didn't associate it with the end of Trini and Susanna. I was trying to attach it to other things. I couldn't believe that I'd be, you know. I'd be mourning that something that I'd, you know, had, had almost repelled me to, mm. you know, got to that point. And I think you felt a bit like that with the scissors. Yeah. And then looking back now, I realize, my God, that was such a part of my life. In, and, you know, Trini, who is still very much a part of my life, and I love her to bits, but it was, it was like a death. Yeah. Yeah. My, it, the whole rug gets pulled out mm. from. Under you, and that was a rug that I pulled out from under myself because yeah. it was my it was my decision to to. But I I just I knew my you know as it's just like you have this instinct that like you have to move on and mm. do something else that this is not you know mm. it, it I don't know that's the only way I can really kind of describe it. It's mm. just like this sort of gut instinct. It is a gut instinct, which yeah, I feel so grateful that I was able to listen to that mm. and hear it. And I, I I try to follow I I try to follow that yeah you know um, yeah. I do crazy things listening to my, my I'm, I'm I make I make decisions very quickly. That's fantastic. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it leads to kind of a wild life. But, yeah. Um, so my love, you know, like I said, you're nearly forty-one, and um, you know, the day sad day will come probably for me. Quite a lot sooner than you. Will you sing at my funeral, by the way, if you're still alive? Uh, I'll sing Wind Beneath My Wings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it must have been lonely in my shadow <laughs> to never have sunlight on your face. <laughs> you were the one I left behind. Oh, that's very charming. I'll, I'll look forward to listening to that from my. Often. It's kind of weird because you have like a passion for clothes, but you don't have a passion for clothes. So 
With your costumes, did you have any input into the design of them? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, is like we were sort of talking about earlier, uh, you know, I organized my life so I can, I can I dress very casually and have a very casual wardrobe. But I do love to wear flashy stuff. I love to wear costumes. But then on the other hand, I also, I truly can't dress myself. Like, I have I have the worst sense of fashion. That's true. I'm colorblind. Are you really? I think, yeah. yeah. I, I can't, there, like, I, there's, like, like greens and like I get greens and blues and I get very confused I'll think one thing that like I'll walk out of the house and like my boyfriend will be like what and like what the <laughs> fuck is that you know I, I can't match colors mm-hmm. um and I also just don't know I have a hard time with with I, I don't know how things are supposed to fit mm-hmm. um Shopping with me is, I just, uh, they, they just opened a new Nordstrom's in New York. And um, it took me, I was in there for three days. What? I was in there for three, I've, I shopped in there for three days. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Not kidding. Because my wardrobe, it, you know, I travel so much and like the items that I'm buying there are really important. I, it's not, I'm just not, you know, I, I have to like focus and like make sure that these jeans are right. And I, I need people from the store helping me. I need like my boyfriend in there, you know, talking me through everything. And then after the second day, I went in on the third and made the decisions for what I wanted to, to get. Okay. So that um, is because for you, it's, well, it's not, it's quality, not quantity, but I don't mean quality as in the quality sense of how things are made, are made but that you're going to get maximum use exactly total like utilitarian yeah. like everything that I buy if I'm going to get new stuff for my wardrobe that I'm going to be carrying around with me in a suitcase like I've got to be able to really wear everything mm. it needs to all be able to go together yeah um, so I have a hard time it's with kind that of dressing by numbers really isn't yeah it? join, join <laughs> yeah. the dots dressing <laughs> I know because I'm just not I'm, I'm, I'm not good at I don't know what's in style. <laughs> like I don't know what's the cool thing to wear. That's what. That's why I kind of dress so basic because mm-hmm. I just don't like stuff that's trendy. Sort of like scares me. I just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I so I can't. I have a really hard time dressing myself. But but then can you when you're on stage, you have much more input. It's like you you have an understanding of what works on stage. Well, I start to like it's, it's, I start to sort of go from the music itself, and like this last I put out a solo record a year ago, and I, re- I wrote it and recorded it in New Orleans and Kentucky, and it's got a very um, sort of Americana vibe. It's got a very Southern vibe, and I, I I just wanted to sort of put all those things into what the look was. Yeah. Um, so I sort of have a vague idea of what I want the look to be, but it's really important for me to team up with great costume designers uh, and stylists. So who, who that. what costume designers have you used in the past? Well, this last year has been amazing. This guy, Michael Schmidt, who is responsible for so many of the classic looks of... He, he's like the contemporary Bob Mackie or something. He okay. has for so many, like, uh, you know... 
Cher and Madonna and Miley Cyrus. He did the Lady Gaga bubble dress. Uh, he's He does very sculptural stuff. He's sort of the rhinestone king. He sort of does like, uh, is it pave that you call it? Like just crystals on everything. Um, and he's, and we've become friends. Uh, he's a, he lived in New York a long time ago. He's in LA now, but we've become friends. And so this last, uh, he's in New Orleans a lot. And when I was putting this record out, we basically were, you know, he was like, I would love to make stuff for you. So he's been doing most of my stage stuff mm. this last year. And uh, basically, I was very inspired by uh, my dresser on Broadway, this woman named Ginny. Um, What's that when you were doing I was doing Kinky boots. boots on Broadway. Mm. Uh, and she... You know, your relationship... I, I didn't know all this stuff before, but there's all these aspects to doing... I don't I don't know if it's the same in the West End. I'm sure it's similar. But, you know, I had a, a dresser, who, and her sole responsibility was to... was just me. Mm. You know, you basically... Uh, she, jumping on and off stage, out, quick changes, water. Like, she just takes care of you. Like your nanny. Basically. Yeah. And, uh, but, but all clothes, you know, yeah. she dresses you. So she, on, on day one, I was kind of asking her about her history and she had been in the Rockettes from 1978 no to like 2003. She was in the Rockettes for 30 years. You're kidding. No. And I, I it was just like a proper Rockette for 30 oh years. And she brought in this photo of her and a couple other Rockettes with Peter Allen. All they were all in. Who's Peter Allen? He's um. Peter Allen was a. Uh, uh, I think I think it was Hugh Jackman played a boy from Oz. Uh, okay. he's, a, he's, a, he's an entertainer, a okay. singer. Came from Australia. Yeah. Uh, and he he was a gay, he was a gay man, yeah. um, just super famous stage guy. Yeah, okay. But she, they were Peter Allen with a white piano. He was in white, and they were all in uh, like white top hats, white tails, you know, with their rockets, leotards. Yeah. And she brought this photo in for me, and I framed it and hung it up on, on the wall in my dressing room for uh, the duration of my run in the show. And so that photograph is what inspired my whole look mm. from this entire past year. Mm. Basically, I designed my whole outfit after Jenny as a rockette yeah. in the 70s. It's, it and, is that. It's the leotard and the fishnets. Yeah, the yeah. And so I had, like, a, I had tearaway yeah. pants with fishnets on underneath. So there's, so I do get, it's funny what ends up sort of inspiring you and my experience on Broadway and that, and getting to live that life for a while really inspired what I wanted to wear this whole last year. Yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of a long story about how you sort of, but I have to team up with, with great people to kind of see those visions mm. come to pass or else yeah, I would just, I wouldn't know. I don't know the first mm. thing about putting an outfit together. So I do have, have ideas and inspirations, but it really, the, Michael Schmidt, the last thing he did for me was the mo probably the most amazing thing he did for me. I was playing, uh, Pride 50 in New York, like 50th anniversary of Stonewall. It was the craziest week. It was a massive 
weekend in New York mm-hmm. and huge is that one of the biggest prides ever. Uh, and we played in Times Square. Me and my wow. band played in Times Square. And Michael, about two weeks before, said, I have an idea. Um, and he proposed and sketched out this huge robe uh, that I would wear. And when I held my arms up, uh, the whole thing was covered in Westboro Baptist Church signs. Oh my god! So under my, I had a, I was wearing right on, on my chest. It just said "God hates fags" in yeah. giant letters. And it was like this rainbow, is like a coat of many colors because their signs are very colorful. Yeah. So the whole thing, you know, you know, same-sex parents burn in hell. Like it said horrible things on it. Um, and there were actually there were quotes that people had said. There were the real yeah. there were the real Westboro Baptist Church signs covering this robe and I uh it was just such an intense thing to walk out on stage I've never been so uh I really went through it for for a week to to, until I finally decided like okay I can do this it was a scary thing to wear such a heavy thing you were wearing kind of all the hatred directed towards homosexuals yeah in a a big in a a big way like parading Mm. like turning it into a frock and parading it around on a stage. And so I came out and I, I basically in Times Square in this in this robe. Uh it was just such a moment and um I I kind of went back to where you know the music was playing and I had a little tear right under my uh, on you know on the collar and I ripped the entire thing, ripped it open and underneath I was wearing like a rainbow Richard Simmons, rainbow crystallized, full on Swarovski, like sparkly, uh, you know, rainbow converse. Like, just, I was basically just like this like 70s porn star, sparkly vision of faggotry <laughs> <laughs> underneath, <laughs> underneath it all. Um, and that was one of the most, you know, I was. Uh, it was one of the most important outfits I feel like I've ever yeah, worn. It represent, I mean, that is extraordinary that an outfit can represent so much and say so much. Say, like every, for me, it just yeah. said everything, especially on a, on a, a for, on a weekend, like in the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Mm. It was, it was just a really, I don't know, a, a, that to me is an example. Do you still of, have that? Have you kept that? Oh, we, we, we've archived the, oh, we've, good, we've, yeah. yeah, we've, we've yeah. archived the, the robe and mm. yeah, I, 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 I really keep everything that's made that, yeah. it was a, it was a very special, uh, look, but that's just an example of, I love teaming with people. I mean, that was Michael's idea mm. and it was a really important idea for him and he, and he implemented it beautifully and, you know, that was his, that was his art, you mm. know, that I got to you know, where, mm-hmm. and I just, I love teaming up with people that I, who I trust their, their visions and trust them as artists. And mm-hmm. yeah, but if I trust you, put me in whatever the fuck mm-hmm. you want. Like, let me be your campus. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. And I don't get, I don't get super hung up on like, oh, yeah, you like, don't care is this whether co- it looks good on you. It's going to say something. Uh, yeah, I don't give yeah. a shit. Like, just if if they think it look if you, if you're happy with this because mm-hmm. you're a real artist, I will go out and fucking wear the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. So, 
anyways, that's kind of how I view stage clothes and sort yeah. of my my approach to it. And I I I love I love wearing one of a kind stuff. Mm -hmm. I love wearing unique stuff. I love stuff that's you know I love wearing costumes. But I mean, you know, that's what I think we miss so much. Certainly, I miss is that kind of flamboyance on stage, especially with musicians. You don't have it. Yeah, you've got Lady Gaga, you've got Adele and her big 50s dresses, but that's kind of it. There's no joy, visual joy. In, there's, in not a lot of, there's not a lot of glam. We're in a, yeah. we're in a, we're in a, we're in a funny moment. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. all kind of, let's play it down, jeans and, jeans and t-shirts, grunge it up, you know, I'm, I'm not better than anyone else. You know, the, I think the public really miss that impact. That kind of I think it's important. I mean, that's why. That's why. It, that's why Greatest Showman is such yeah. a success because such just what it's about. It's, no, 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 but it's it's. Yeah. But just the idea behind, like, because you want to escape, you, you want to escape, yeah. and you want to see a show, and you and and especially the UK, yeah. like, loves a showman. And I pride myself on being mm. one. You know, I want to put on a show. Yeah. I want to entertain you. Yeah, and you can yeah. escape so more effectively if you're you see amazingly outrageous out there clothes. I think when you're you know you're watching a concert, a show, a film, whatever it is. It's just you easier. Yeah, you want. I mean, yeah. especially like it, you know, the world is shit mm. right now. The world is truly, you know, we've never been. And I don't listen. I don't. I'm not going to say the world is any shittier than it ever was. I think it's mm. probably always been shitty. But we now have a direct channel to all the shit. Mm. 24 yeah, hours a day. That's it, what's changed. That's is what's now changed, we are yeah. aware of all the shit. Um, mm. You know, it's more than our brains can handle. Mm. And uh, and and maybe some people think that this is like. I, don't, I believe I do believe people need a break. Mm. Some people think that we, you know, that maybe I should be on stage, you know, spouting. I, I, I don't know, whatever. But I, I, when people come to a show. And I'm playing a show. I want people to like, for just a minute, like yeah. not yeah. have to like to just enjoy themselves mm. and not. And that is okay. Mm. I believe that's okay, and I believe that's necessary. Mm. And you know, I think some people might, you know, mm. disagree with me, but I, you know, it's they hard can to disagree with. I think. Some people, I don't know. Some people think that it's like a you know a full time. I I I believe sometimes we need a, a break from 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 the sadness and the anger and aggression mm -hmm. and and I don't know. I like bringing people together. I think you know right now it's like a even even the act of bringing people together is controversial now. Yeah, yeah, it is because. Yeah. Which is on every level, which is, on, but which I think it's yeah. bullshit. I yeah. don't subscribe to that. No. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah, I really like. Yeah. It makes me so mad. You know, well, there are so many kind of mind. You know, it's a minefield to bring people together. Oh, you know, I'm like stroking Jason's leg, and my hands going up towards his crutch. You know, if that was, you know, my God, that that is an offence that I've committed just now. Well, you know, when you're bringing, to, but when you're bringing people together, there are so many caveats, there's so many sort of rabbit holes that can trip you up, and it's 
Yeah, I mean, look, my, fa my family, I come, my, 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 my parents watch Fox News all day long mm. in the States. My, I come yeah. from, I, I, like, you know, my dad is 91. Mm. I'm never going to change his mind. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, he is who he is. Yeah. And, like, I don't, I, I, there's, there's all kinds of things I don't agree with or whatnot, but that's my father, mm. you know? And I'm sure he looks at me and it's like, dear God, what, what have I done? But he loves me too, you know? And I, I just, I, I just, I don't, I, I think that, that there's a, there's, I just don't think it's any good, this, this sort of how people are, are viewing each other at the moment, mm. in a way. No, it's, it's, um, it's a road to um, emotional destruction. I think it's really sad. But Jason, when you were growing up, um, when did you did you sort of start dressing quite flamboyantly when you were a little kid? When I was in elementary school, like sixth grade, I wanted to. Um, I started wearing like suits to school. I wanted to dress up like I, I, I started wearing suits to school, and like I carried a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, suit. I only would wear button up shirts. Um, I, I, I liked to, um, yeah, I like to dress up in that way. But then, but then once I started realizing that I was a fag, I was like, and then I started dressing like really weird, but it was also like the early nineties. And alternative music was in such a, like, music was, it was the best time for music. Mm. Like, alternative rock was, it was pre-Nirvana, pre mm. um, you know, right before Nirvana broke. Mm. And you could, like, you know, I would just wear all, I would just... It was all the glam rock, wasn't it? I was time. wearing Joan all Jackson. kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. no, Joan Jones was a little bit more before my time. But <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that old. Okay, no, so this was like, this was like Nine Inch Nails oh, and... Okay. Uh, you know, like Chili Peppers mm -hmm. and Violent Femmes and Public Image Limited, and um, those were the bands I was in. Mm -hmm. Big Audio Dynamite. Um, I was kind of into and Susie and the Banshees. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you, it was like a great time for just dressing like a freak. Mm -hmm. And so that's I, when I got into high school. I just loved starting. I was wearing skirts. And, you really? You know, yeah, I grew my hair out really long. For it all yes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Definitely. You didn't care. Um, I was very defined. I egged it on. Mm. I, it made me even more extreme because mm. I just, yeah, I just, I looked like a, like a man. I would tease my hair out. Like, Fantastic. Yeah. God, we love you. <laughs> you. Need to be more people like you in the world. Paint so, my nails, and it was, it was, it, it, but, but it, it, yeah, it definitely like that whole. Uh, it, it shaped me mm. as a teenager that sort of, that dynamic with people, that dynamic at school. Mm. So when you come to the, the time and you move on to the next life, do you think your funeral will be a show as well? And well... If so, what would your burial suit be? You know, I don't know if you listen to... Do you know Joan and Jerrica? No. Joan and Jerrica, they play these two characters, but they were talking about uh, this new technique uh for went went for funerals where um you, they, uh, you go explode the body 
So he basically stuffed a dead body full of like dynamite and like exploded in front in front of everyone. Like fireworks and yeah. stuff and just like so I think that that's kind of fun. Okay, what would you be wearing? Like, here's happens? the thing. Okay. I, I what, but my my real uh dream is uh to get taxidermied and uh to have like sort of like animatronics like put into my arms and I want basically my legs to be cut off and I want to be mounted with like my waist coming out of a, a wall, you know. Like your audience. <laughs> I want to be wearing like a ratty purple sequined like women's blazer. It's like okay. some shit women's blazer. With like coming out of like, you know, kind of yeah, yeah. coming out of a wall. Like a wall mount. Like a wall mount. Yeah. Uh, with a t- with a top hat, and you press a little button, and I do a little like "Hello, my baby," "Hello, my darling," "Hello, my fun <laughs> gal," with like, and my arm moves and takes my hat on and off. That's where the animatronic is. Okay. Uh, so that's my dream. Okay. Well, if I if you die before me, I'll make that happen. I promise. What? I'll shake on it. I'll do make you- that happen for you. I'll get you taxidermied. An animatronic. Is it possible? Do you think that they could yes, do it? Yes, it must be possible. I mean, my favorite is if you look up, they do this down in New Orleans. It's amazing. And I love this is uh, where they embalm the body. And then everyone, there's like a woman that died in New Orleans and she, uh, you know, she loved to drink, and she loved to, to hang out with all of her friends. And they embalmed the body, and they set her up in the kitchen with, like, sunglasses and a cocktail. And everyone threw a big party with her, her dead body, like, at the party, which I love. The photo, like, look that up, because the photos from that, the New York Times were going to be something. It was the sickest. So I would also love before I get actually taxidermied, before you know, and before my legs get cut off, I would love to be propped up like weekend at Bernie style, <laughs> but definitely with some sunglasses. Yeah, uh, at like a house party it would okay. be fucking awesome. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, that would be. Cool. Is there any kind of outfit that you feel defines you, Jake Shields? The look that I feel like really kind of the definitive look for me and the thing I'll always go back to um, was back in the day, Fee Jones uh, made me uh, the dungarees. I would wear these like denim patchwork dungarees and take your mama video. Yeah. And like a little farm boy. I purple, yeah, I had purple dungarees she made me. Um, I had all different kinds. And that to me, like, those sort of dungarees with no shirt, it's so easy to put on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I wear them without underwear. They kind of be slid down, you could see part of my butt. And then uh, those, I feel like I'll, I can always kind of go back to those, those dungarees. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> Listen, I, I do, like I really I, my own little I, I do need like I'm trying to like lose this like little paunch I have in my belly right now. It's a mess. It's fine. I'll give you some support underwear. 
<laughs> um, but th those are th those I feel like are when I think about the outfit that sort of kind of defines me as a performer. It's it's, yeah. it's those like sloppy hippie dungarees. Yeah, it's been really really interesting. This although I've known you for so long and so well, yeah, it's been really interesting. And I've learned a few things about you. <laughs> I didn't know before. But I've got you a present. <laughs> I got you two what? presents. What? Yeah, I got you two presents. Oh, babe. And here's the first one. Is... Oh, I love that. This is so sweet, and you wrapped it. I know, not very well. But I found the kind of oldest, most vile paper I could find. It's nice. I love it. You know, you save the papers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Cute. Do you remember that? It's yours. <laughs> And I nicked it on you. Is this my acne sweater? Yeah. It's so cute. I mean, I... It's I'm, a bit dirty. It's okay. Thank you. Oh, my God. That is your comfort but blanket. I'll, I'll wear the that, shit out of this yeah, again. That I love, it is like... It's, it's really... No, but it's nice. It's perfect. So that's that It's bag. to describe it. It's a, it's a, like, a robin's egg blue light acne kind of, uh, sort of... Sweatshirt. Sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah. it's great. And you can't oh, see me. You. Saying, I love that. Have you seen my acne sweatshirt? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, this is something else. Oh. What did you know about this? Oh, wow. Is this mine too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a. I think that's like, Con de Gasol. It's Con de Gasol. It's a gold belt. Wow. Yeah. And I Amazing. stole that from you when I stayed with you in New York when you were living in New York. Really? Yeah, and I nicked it out of your wardrobe. And did, I'm did giving you it back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> did you wear it? Yeah, I did. It's, it's good. good. It's a good belt. Thank yeah. you, sweetheart. Oh my God, I love... I love... These are the best kind of presents yeah. because they were already like something that you like. Yeah. And that you forgot even existed. Yeah. Can you imagine all the clothes that... Uh, over all the years that have just disappeared, just disappeared, left behind. You never that, like you could go back and look at old pictures of something. You're like, what yes. the hell happened to <laughs> that? <laughs> Thank so you, you've been sweetheart. Re reunited. I'm sorry, oh. I was a thief. Oh, babe, I don't care. Mm. I, yeah, yeah, I'm so like it's, you know, it's, I I just feel like I I like wearing clothes. I like having them, uh, but. The funny thing about fashion um, is it really it doesn't matter, and what and 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 it's 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 I don't mean that it doesn't matter, but it's like I don't. Think I you used should to find you. No, I used to go, and it's it's so funny. Like I used to go and spend so ridiculous amounts of money on clothes. Mm -hmm. Like I would just drop, and I look back and I'm like, what? The f it's such a racket. Mm. Like what the, f like you don't pay. A pair of trousers doesn't need to be fifteen hundred dollars, mm. mm. and like what good does it like? I don't know. I just don't understand that anymore. Mm. I there was a item of clothing. Uh, I really have been looking for a pair of cargo pants. I because I, I love cargo. I love big cargo pants because mm. I put my Kindle. I travel my Kindle all the time. I put it in my pocket, and I. Got this like Stone Island 
a jacket that was like this knit it was like knit on the outside and there was like a removable puffy jacket underneath it it was really really cool and i took it home and i was like that's it's just stupid this is stupid i don't like it was just so much it was so expensive expensive. yeah and i was like fuck that you know what like i don't know like now over the years like i've had moments where i've had tons of money and like I've had moments now since then where I'm just like, mm. oh fuck, <laughs> like I don't have all the money I thought I did, yeah. and then and and I think back to like you just don't I, I don't know I just I I don't I'm not an extravagant person mm. and I, I I feel like it's I like to be a little bit more kind of simple yeah. my tastes are simple yeah you are simple <laughs> <laughs> and I love you I love you I love you thank you for uh, thank you for doing this today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.